Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichina. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 632 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Diana and she wants to know, is there a reason for avoiding parallel fifths? Probably she means... Um, Parallel fifths in music, uh, in tonal music, right, Osha? Yes, I guess that's what she means. What do you say to your uh, students, Osha, when they ask this question? Well, I have no words, actually. I have heard this question so many times before, you know, I'm simply too tired to argue and to convince people. But, you know, if you... uh, will not hear the difference <laughs> when the, let's say, the hymn is harmonized with parallel fifths when, and when it's not, then I don't think that I could, you know, say anything more. Maybe you could try. Yes, good good idea for Diana and others who are wondering. Maybe play any type of music, maybe him, uh, your well-known hymn, for example, that you're singing in a church today, maybe uh, harmonize it in, let's say, major uh, chords, major triads, root position chords, like C, E, G, if it's C major, or D, F sharp, A, if it's D major, or G, B, D, if it's, you know, G major, just major chords, and you will get uh, all parallel fifths this way, uh, with uh, with m- parallel bass and soprano between bass and soprano, uh, and then see if you if you enjoy this kind of sound. And if you will, it means no. You still need a lot of musical training to have. And um, I don't think people people won't hear the difference. I think the difference will be noticeable if you play the same hymn from the hymnal harmonization and with, with this kind of parallel fifths harmonization. This will be very obvious. As a special exercise, I think uh, this type of writing could be could be done even in improvisation, right? But it's a special style. It's not, it's not for everyday use. If you would analyze, you know, pieces by early Bach, young Bach, teenager Bach, then you could encounter parallel fifths occasionally. Not very often, but occasionally, yes. But in mature Bach, you would never find parallel fifths. So I guess. I guess that must, might be true with other composers as well. In Bach's writing, you would even find uh, spots where 
where in order to avoid parallel fifths, he makes very intricate voice leading, which is not comfortable for the hand. That's right. It, you know, <laughs> it it's astonishes me every time, you know, when I'm working on a new piece by Bach, you know, and I'm just just shouting to Vidas, oh, Bach was, you know, voice leading freak. <laughs> of course, I'm just kidding, but, but he really took very serious the voice leading. This is obvious in his major works for organ, like Prelude and Fugues. Uh, and uh, going back to the question with um, to the question about um, major chords, at one point I was writing pieces for organ uh, just from major and minor uh, root position chords exclusively. You know, they would sound pretty colorful, and um, but I wouldn't use uh, parallel fifths very often. I would use strange um, interval relationships. Uh, I would still use probably contrary motion from soprano and bass, between soprano and bass, in order to avoid those parallel intervals, but keep the same chord. So, for example, if the soprano goes from C to D and the bass goes from C to D, we would get two C major and D major parallel chords. So, I, instead of this, I would move the bass uh, somewhat... Uh, downward in a, in a different direction than soprano in, and have from C to B flat. And instead of C major and D major, I would get C major and B flat major chord. Makes sense? Yes, sure. So this is better. And, you know, we are talking about avoiding parallel fifths in the music of common period. And, uh, of course, if we would talk about music from Middle Ages, you know, about early organum, then, of course, the parallel fifths were perfectly normal. Early, early polyphony originated from Gregorian chant in a way that it was like, like a commentary on the chant. And at first it was like a like a parallel motion in parallel fifths and octaves, fourths uh, with the chant, and therefore it, it was not independent. But very gradually the motion became more independent between voices and, and composers understood the value of contrary motion and uh, independence of voices. I think as soon as Nova major and minor minor trites and six appeared in the music composers stopped you know making parallel fifths uh, what's interesting what came first instrument tuning with major thirds or or musical composition with major thirds i think it came together I think it was, you know, it simply supplemented each other. Mm -hmm. Because at first, uh, instruments, keyboard instruments were tuned in perfect fifths, like Pythagorean, 
Pythagorean tuning system. And in that time, parallel fifths were predominant and sounds of fifths were also predominant. We also have earliest surviving keyboard manuscripts from the 14th century. It's called um, Robert's Bridge Codex or, or a little bit later in the century Codex Faenza. There will, you will find uh, lots of intervals with parallel fifths. Yes, and it was normal to finish the piece with an you know, interval of of perfect fifth. Open fifth. Yes. Open fifth or, you know, or an octave. Yeah, but later tuning changed uh, and the style changed at the same time. We would hear more and more uh, sounds of major thirds at first not in a f root position but maybe in the first inversion Fobourdon it was called the technique of parallel six chords was very common actually at one point mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, transferred to the continent from England actually uh, John Dunstable was was using that in uh, at the end of the Gothic period, beginning of Renaissance, basically, and then it it uh, moved it to France and Burgundy. Yes, because the major and minor systems were, you know, sort of completed during the Renaissance per period, and during that period, parallelism actually started to disappear very fast. Except in final cadences, right? Yes, because it was still a perfect interval to finish the piece or a section. So, I hope this answers Diana's question. Somewhat. But as Osher says, uh, people need to get um, more basic training first in order to understand these concepts. Sure, because you know, the scientists, musicologists from ancient times we wrote treatises about about all these things that we are talking about and even uh, just about simple intervals you might find you know many many volumes of treatises written and so in order to understand that you you need to dig deeper all right guys this was with us and Usha. please send us more of your questions we love helping you grow and remember when you practice Miracles happen. This podcast is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. It has hundreds of courses, coaching, and practice materials for every area of organ playing. Thousands of instructional videos and PDFs. You will not find more value anywhere else online. Total Organist helps you to master any piece, perfect your technique, develop your sight reading skills and improvise or compose your own music and much much more sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on total organist and of course you will get the first month free too you can cancel anytime if you like our organ music you can also support us on patreon and get free cds Find out more at patreon.com slash secrets of organ playing.